Hello, all skaters out there. Welcome to my second episode of my brand new podcast, Skate Talk. I'm Victor Hellethorp, and this is a Thorpe skating production. Super happy to have you all here, and I'm also very excited to see the number of you that tuned in and listened to the very first episode. So hopefully we can keep that trend up, and I shall do my very best to make a good podcast that's worth your time. This episode is going to be about the evolution of skating wheels. As you may know, I made a little poll where you could vote on the ThorpSkating.com website, and half of you, 50%, voted for the evolution of skating wheels out of the four choices so here it goes i made a little script this time so i'm slightly better prepared than last time and i'm just going to take you through the entire history of skating wheels uh at least in modern skating and um, and then i'm also going to make some comment and chat a little bit about how that actually um, affected our technique and the way of racing through the years it's been quite the journey, so I'll start out with a shorter timeline, uh, just to, or, yeah, timeline through through all of the wheels that uh, we've had through the years, and and then try and describe how that changed skating, uh, both from my personal point of view and also more of an uh, omniscient in general how racing turned out uh, through all these changes. Um, so we started already back uh, in, in the days where I entered skating, or even before that, where it was only 80 millimeter wheel size. And then from that point, the wheels more or less got bigger and bigger and also faster and faster. Parts of it could be so many things that we simply just got better at skating, but also a large part of it, I believe, is because the wheels got better. There's also other things that play a role, aerodynamics, better suits, better helmets, better bearings. But I'm pretty certain that the, the most important factor here is simply just larger wheels. So, um, wheels got bigger and bigger and then at some point the International Skating Union decided to limit the sizes and that has happened a few times but up until now the skaters and probably also the company behind the wheels have managed to push that limit. At first, um, it was 110 millimeters, and I remember clearly the uh, the power slide team back then would wear skating suits that looked like a prison, uh, so like white and and black stripes vertically on their suits, where it said "free 110 millimeters." Um, today, 110 millimeters are small compared to the 125 millimeter wheels that we use on roads or for marathons, uh, which is, as of right now, I've tested this in multiple locations, and I think. The Meriton Times and well, looking at the pro fields, I think that kind of proves that it is the fastest wheel size there is and also the biggest, which is now the limit um, for now at least. And honestly, I do believe that this is going to be the limit for the future, 125 millimeters or even for track racing, it's been limited at 110 millimeters. First segment of the day is gonna be equipment news. And I got a really small thing here, but I find it really cool. I wanna tell you a bit about the Rollerblade new Allen slash Torx key, which I find incredibly handy. So it's a, it looks like a key as any other to change your wheels, take your, your screws out of the skates or wheels, blades, you name it. However, this one can be switched from a Torx to an Allen key 
simply because the end tool of it, the, the part that you actually plug into your, your axles or whatever you wanna pull out or in, it can be flipped and then magnetically reinserted in the top part of it so you can use it both as an Allen and as a Torx key. And also you can plug it in the side of it so it becomes super tiny. And especially for those of us that travel a lot for racing or training or whatever it might be, that is a really good hack when you wanna get through security with that key in your backpack with no trouble. So big shout out to that and take a look at it. It is called the Blade Tool Pro. Google that and you'll find it. Big fan of it. It's not gonna change your skating, but it'll make your life a little easier. So that has my thumbs up. Historically, it's been quite a roller coaster how we went from four wheels in the beginning, classic inline skates, and then we turned over towards five wheels. Uh, lots of world records were broken there. It was about the time where we had 84 millimeter wheels. Um, started going up to 90 millimeter wheels. This was when I actually started being aware of what equipment I was skating on. So mid post like 2005, 2008 was when we went from five wheels back to four. So we started at four, went on five wheels, same size, basically just a longer frame. And, and then we went back to four wheels, but they got bigger. At this time, I remember clearly that there was a five wheel frame using 90 millimeter wheels. And I think this is where people and companies realize that, wow, five wheels of 90 millimeters is not just a long, long, long frame, but it's also incredibly heavy. So it made some clumsy skating and just too fatiguing to be actually used. So we returned to the four wheels and at this time the wheel size remained four wheels for about 10 years or so or even more up until the 125 millimeters in about 2015 16 made its breakthrough so for this time it was four millimeters going from 90 millimeters to 100 and then to 110 millimeters which simply just increased speed little by little and you could definitely tell by the way people were racing you could tell by the technique um, if you look at older videos from the late 90s or start O's, you can see how many steps the high cadency that skaters would use in order to go faster because you did not have the same momentum, the same roll, so you need to move around more. I recently actually recorded a YouTube video where I was using 84 millimeter wheels and wow, my technique had to change radically in order to just attempt to keep up with the times that I would be doing on my, my usual 110, 125 millimeter setup, simply because they don't roll as well. It feels a bit like for ice skaters going from long track skates to hockey skates, you just need a lot more dynamic skating going on underneath you. And obviously that's harder in the long run, even though you feel agile, which I also think is why now we talk about all these changes, it didn't really make a big difference for 100 meters or for starts. But skating at higher pace at, for example, marathons and things like that, that would make a huge difference because the bigger wheels just allow for it to be much, much easier to maintain cruise speed when racing, which again is why we've seen the world records get broken over and over and over because the faster you can go, the faster you can make other people go. And then the whole point of having the draft is also emphasized. So few faster people, a few faster skates will lead to more people and more speed and faster skating. So that is why we've seen this, this change in skating where it's more power based, fewer steps and, 
and simply less movements. You also see much straighter bodies. If you look back at the video, people in front of the big maritime fields, while they were just moving around, they were throwing a lot of things out of what now I, I generally recommend people not to do, throwing their upper body out of position and, and really kicking far behind. I would also say that the double push movement was so much more aggressive when you look at Chad Hedrick or Joe Mincy in the early days compared to how it looks when Bart swings. It's in a breakaway at the Berlin Marathon where there's not that much double push going on and you don't see these legs, the dolphin kick flying behind to really make an aggressive under push. It's, it looks much more controlled and they're using their body weight so much more in a smoother way now, simply to maintain this high speed because it is just like using a higher gear basically. Also in terms of how we race, it made a massive difference. In my opinion, I do find track races to be a little more boring nowadays with the bigger wheels, simply because the speed is so high that if you want to turn or if you want to overtake somebody going on the outside, which generally is the, the option that you would have, then you simply need so much more speed to overtake somebody, or at least you would need more speed that would cost so much more than it used to, because if you're skating on a tight track and you're already at 50 kilometers an hour, well then getting in front of that person on the outside is really, really difficult. And also because you get helped so much more by being in a draft, simply because it's easier relatively to follow somebody when going faster. So that's also why if you go to break out of that draft and try and, and, and pass that person, it'll be very, very difficult. So if we look at races from, say, Geisingen, which I, I think I can go ahead and say is the fastest track in the world right now, well, you really see just a long line of skaters and you don't have two, three packs that often skating next to each other. And in that way, Become slightly more predictable and there is not as much passing going on as there used to so that way it is a little sad but also i mean one of the cool things about sports is to see how fast we can go so in that way the bigger wheels helped out a bit and ultimately we went on the three wheels the 125 millimeters realizing that maybe we don't need that fourth contact point we lose a bit of agility in my opinion the biggest hurdle with bigger wheels is that we get further off the ground which heightens our center of gravity and that just makes it a lot more difficult to skate well. Um, one of the biggest flaws in most skaters, in my opinion, is the angle control, the edge control, which the further you get off the ground, wow, it's, it takes a lot of balance and a lot of muscle strength in those small muscle groups that we don't really train in our daily life. So that makes it harder to be competitive at a hard level. And, and I think that could be part of the reason why the elite field has gotten a little slimmer these last years. So that way three wheels is not ideal because they're very hard to skate on and you can see even the best skaters in the world, they do, you can see significant differences in how they skate in four wheels and then three wheels. For crossovers, it is also a lot easier with four wheels, simply more maneuverable and the fact that you're closer to the ground makes you feel less clumsy. But three wheels, it can go so much faster. I've done a lot of testing, we're talking kilometers per hour compared to four wheels. So in that way, I'm not going to pretend like I don't find it a little interesting that we're getting on these bigger wheels and simply just go faster because it's called speed skating and I think we, most of us here can agree that it is pretty fun going fast. For racing news, uh, a really exciting thing that I personally find here is that Fabio Francolini has made some hell of a comeback by winning the Italian national championships on inlines which i assume will bring him to european and probably world championships fabio is one of the skaters i really looked up to growing up i thought it was super cool joining the roleplay world team while he was also there and 
I just think it's gonna be cool seeing one of the all-time greats return into the skating field at that high end level. It'll be very interesting to see how he competes with the rest of the world. And he's also been into ice skating. He returned to the inline skating. He sadly failed to qualify for the Olympics. So it's really cool seeing that he will be out there at the very highest level on inlines. And also very excited to see an inline championships that actually is placed early in the year. So those of the inliners that also do ice skating will not be limited to choose one of the two. So I'm pretty sure we're in for some exciting racing as European championships begin in less than a month, I believe, and the world championships in September this year. So in my opinion, the most exciting thing to talk about here when we look at the evolution of the wheels is where is it gonna end? I personally hope that we're just gonna improve quality rather than the wheel size. I do think we reach a level where bigger will not necessarily be better, maybe for skaters, but not for the sport. And I'm also very scared that it's gonna be a bigger issues with kits, especially and big wheels. I've seen this way too many times already. And I can tell you by some of the comments and DMs that I get on YouTube and Instagram that, oh boy, there's a lot of kits out there that just want the bigger wheels, which honestly makes a lot of sense because when you see your idols, when you see the best skaters out there, all the companies branding, brand promote the wheels, well, why wouldn't you want the best of the best equipment? That's exactly how I felt when I was 13 years old, so I do understand why that is where the trend is going. However, you need wheels that are appropriate for your size. Um, it is just terrible seeing kids that can barely lift off their skates and they have frames that are as long as they're tall and it's gonna ruin their technique already at an early age. And it's just crucial to learn good skating that you have something that matches your size and your strength. This is not only for kids, it's also for adults. I do not recommend if you're new to skating to ever hop on wheels that are bigger than 100 millimeters and you can always grow from there. It's easier to buy a frame that's slightly too big for your wheels, so then you won't have to replace that frame when you offer bigger wheel sizes. So it is really not like riding a bicycle. Too early, too big is a big mistake here. And like riding a bicycle, as long as you can keep your balance, well, why wouldn't you, if you're if you're entering road races, why you wouldn't you have the best carbon wheels like the pros? You probably would aim for that. But on skating, what makes you a better athlete, a better skater, and most often also a faster skater is not necessarily the best, what we call the best, what the pros would use. So I hope that people out there are aware of that. Uh, you probably know that you can find all the information on this on my YouTube and even more on my, my new channel, tharpskating.com, where I will be sharing so much more advice and so much more content. If, for those of you that are already on there, pretty cool to see that we have 50 subscribers within the first week. That's awesome. I hope there's more of you coming. There's Q and A's. There will be more votings just like this one. So you can choose whatever my next podcast is going to be about. So just looking forward to, to getting contact with all of you there and share more stuff. The reason I mentioned this right now is because I have a almost a movie length video coming up there. It's about half an hour where I go through every single component of your inline skates. So hopefully that can help you figure out what is your ideal skate because again, that is so individual. And the cool part of this page is that I get so easily in contact with the followers so that if you have a question like, what should I use? I weigh this much. I've been skating for that long. There is a Q&A session in there where I will just come back with an answer to every single person that gets on there because it's so simple for me. It's all on the same platform. So I hope you're going to go on to www.tharpskating.com and I'll see you there. If not, it was fun having you for this podcast. I am looking forward to the next episode and I'm mostly looking forward to hear 
what you guys are picking for that next episode. It is seriously really fun making these and and I enjoy it. Enjoy sharing what I've known and hopefully I will learn a little bit of this as well. I'm still trying to figure out how this whole Spotify podcast recording thing works. So if I messed up a bit here, you know why I am a rookie to this. I'm good at skating, but I am definitely just new in the game of content creation. It's a cool hobby and it makes it feel like I get more out of my skating than just making myself faster. So I'm going to try and keep that up. Again, I'm going to invite a bunch of my my skating buddies, my skating friends. When the season starts, we're going to be traveling the world together. It's going to be a lot easier for me to reach out to them and just have a cup of coffee and discuss different topics, the topics that you guys choose. I'm going to end this episode as often with some words of wisdom from cool people that I find inspirational. This one, very appropriate today. <laughs> Wheel size, improved speed and skating. It's going to be Greg LeMond, the Tour de France winner. Um... A, a, a very cool quote of mine that made me, I don't know if that demotivated me growing up, but now I finally understand it, that it never gets easier, you simply just go faster. And that's exactly how it is with wheels. And sometimes you don't even go faster, so get the wheels that fit you. But as you can see, over the course of history, we've only gone faster with faster wheels, but I think we're close to the limit. Thank you so much for watching, I'm Victor Hal Thorpe, and just have a great day and skate fast.